Welcome back into 910 AM Superstation. You're on Car Radio with Henry Payne, auto columnist for Detroit News. Welcome to our second hour. And I recently wrote an article for the Detroit News about the new car buying experience uh, in Michigan and across the country these days. It's a difficult time for folks. Uh, inventories are low. Uh, and for people who are in the market trying to find a new or used car, uh, it's a very different experience. Uh, and uh, everybody I talk to, and I, I talk to quite a few people uh, across the range, dry, uh, uh, buying new luxury cars, buying new mainstream cars, buying used cars, everybody had a story. Uh, it's really fascinating. And uh, one of the folks I talked to was Sinisure Ross up in Pontiac, and uh, she joins us now. Sinisure, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, great to have you on the program. And uh, Sinisure um, uh, took two bites at the apple. She she not only uh, bought a new car or a used car in uh, in 2021, she was back in the market this year. So she's got a pretty good uh, feel for what the uh, used car market is like these days. Uh, Sinisure, tell us tell us about uh, uh, trying to buy a, a, a Jeep. I think you were buying a Jeep Grand Cherokee last year. What was that like? Yes, I was. I was. It was pretty difficult looking for a used um, option in the model or the trim level that I was looking to upgrade to. I got forced into buying because I had to total out my previous Jeep Grand Cherokee. So it wasn't uh, an intentional bite at the apple. Um, it was just hard to hit the dealerships in time before the cars were flying off the lots. Yeah, and I, you know, I, 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 I generally buy used cars by myself. Um, you know, it's a, it's a big market out there. There are a lot, lots of folks uh, that offer them from pre-owned, uh, um, pre-owned businesses with uh, used dealers to individuals who are selling. Uh, cars out of their homes, and you and you really found it difficult. I mean, you're you're in Pontiac, you're in, you know, you're in Michigan, the uh, state that's put mm -hmm. uh, the world on wheels, and yet you found you had to go out of state to find the vehicle you were looking for. I did to get a decent deal on a high uh, overland term level. Carvana was just choking out the market. I think those online delivery services were right uh shooting the prices up with the demand. So yeah, I had to go to expand out of state and uh entertained a couple options in Tennessee, Virginia, Texas, Pennsylvania. I was just gonna go ahead and consider just driving out or having it delivered, um, for the sake of having what I wanted overtaking what was available. Yeah. I uh, years ago I'm a I'm a uh, a big motorhead, and I was uh, about 20 years ago. I was looking for a BMW M3, which is a uh, uh, you know pretty pretty desirable uh, tra track capable M3. And I found I had to go one state away. I had to go to Ohio uh, to find mm -hmm. the exact car I was looking for. Yeah, you're talking about going to Tennessee. I mean, you're 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 really casting a wide net, and that. That presents a problem. Is how do you get the car? Did you, did you, um, were you, did you go and get the the uh, the Jeep, or did you find uh, 
did you find uh, uh, services that are able to deliver the car to you? Um, I found dealership. I narrowed myself down to dealers who would be willing to facilitate the delivery themselves. This particular um, location in Knoxville, they drove, they had someone on staff and that does deliveries within a certain range and they drove it up around Metro Detroit and then they fly back. Yeah, so that's a great service. To, yeah, that's a great service to have. And so, but but uh, but is that unusual to find a dealer that'll that'll ship the car to you? Yeah, it's unusual. The majority would suggest that you hire a shipping company, and um, that's a tangled web. Once you start a shipping company quote. You get a lot of solicitors calling you, and they're up in eight to twelve hundred dollars to deliver. And I was able to get delivery for five. Um, I felt that was reasonable. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's good. And, and one more twist in the car buying experience. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned Carvana. Uh, Carvana is a, is a relatively new player in the uh, used car market. Uh, traditionally, folks have gone to dealerships or they've gone uh, to individuals. Um, did, uh, we'll talk, talk a little bit more about uh, uh, why you were looking at Carvana, and, and are, are there other services that uh, you found preferable to Carvana? I definitely got rope doped into Carvana and Zoom, and some salesmen were explaining to me how it was driving demand in the market, meaning there were a lot of fake sales ads for vehicles that weren't literally at a location I could physically drive to and check it out. They were actually hidden, hiding the fact that they were on-site, unseen, online delivery Carvana, the source. And I even drove out to one. Um, Westland and couldn't pinpoint the address and found out it was a delivery service ad, but it wasn't uh, transparent. So I'm aware of it because I've got tricked into a few trips thinking I'm going to see a car and it, there's, it's not there. It's really online. And some salesmen yeah, have explained the demand and how it's driving the prices up for or uh, items or vehicles that I was looking for. So I was finding things that were uh, being overpriced. I know things are going up, but way overpriced for the year, you know, for the mileage. And Carvana's doing that by offering people so much for their used cars, and it drove up the used prices so high. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I was talking to another uh, customer for this article I wrote for the Detroit News, and, uh, yeah, she she was in that situation where she uh, she uh, considered uh, going to Carvana and selling by buying her car out from the dealership and then going to Carvana uh, because they were offering so much money. So yeah, that's a new mm. uh, twist in the market. But but in the end, you found that the it was it was still best to deal with. Uh, with a dealership uh, um, that you found that was the most secure uh, secure way? Yes, I found that to be much more preferable to deal with a salesperson, a lot of dealership. And I also should add, I did hire my own mobile mechanic to go do due diligence 
check over the vehicle in both situations before we cut the deal. And so I was appreciative of the lots that or the salesmen and the sales dealerships that do allow you to send your own person to check it out. Yeah, and that's uh, that's key because when you once you're going out of state, you can't drive to these mm-hmm. places. You want to make sure you're not getting a lemon. So yeah, that's yeah. another twist <laughs> of your story. Yeah, getting a mobile mechanic. Yeah. So then, uh, so then you go back into the market uh, this year, 2022, and uh, and you've got a you've got a very hard cap on what do you want to spend. You 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 want to spend about twelve thousand dollars on a new car, talk about that process. On a used car, I'm sorry, talk about that Yeah, on a used car. Yeah, that was a hard number on that. And so the um, particular model, I'm sorry, I'm not an easy-to-deal-with person. I I only want what I want. And it was impossible to find it in the vicinity, maybe 75 miles of Saginaw, Michigan. I wanted a Honda Sonata, but I wanted a leather model. And the market is very thin for those. And the two or three that I ran to go grab, ran to go see, already gone, you know, by the time you get there. So that just tells me how fast, you know, the used cars are getting picked up. So same deal, spread the net a little wider. Um, played a few dealerships against each other um, to see what they would offer. And they ha- I had to narrow it down to who was close enough or willing to deliver as well. And this ended up in Ohio. And I'm okay with that as well. I, I rather upcharge, I'd rather spend more for a decent vehicle to get it delivered, inspected, versus be unfairly upcharged for something I don't want closer to home. So I was willing. And yeah. we're very satisfied with that purchase as well. Uh, and now, now you say you're <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, I want to make sure that. So uh, you, you say you're, uh, you're from you're from Saginaw or you're from Pontiac? I am from Pontiac. <laughs> the second yeah. car purchase, me and my, me and my fiance yeah. was more out of Saginaw. Yeah, I got I'm you. Looking everywhere. <laughs> So when uh, so when you're you're dealing with it, and, and I've done that before too. Yeah, I've, I've, you know you're looking at a car. You you, you want to you, uh, you know set a budget at ten thousand or twelve thousand or twenty thousand, whatever it is. Did you find uh, that there was a particular uh, brands that were more available? You're looking for a, you got a twelve thousand dollar cap. Did you find there were more Japanese cars say that were available in that? Um, band, or did you find there was a, a good mix of uh, of American SUVs and Japanese cars? What, what did you find in terms of the car you were looking for? What kind of choices you had? I wish I could say, but I was very specific in my filters and very extremely filter heavy. <laughs> so I wasn't looking for anything else, you know. Um, of course, you're getting the tinier cars, like the uh, hatchbacks were coming up a lot, the GLS versions of the Honda Sonatas, the Malibus, the Impalas. There are some nice solids, Americans, you got to filter out for in cast and lighter net. Yeah, so you found a lot of uh, a lot of sedans in that uh, in that range. Not so many SUVs. The, the sedans no. tended to be more affordable. Yes, the sedans. Not all SUVs. Yeah, I think that's really interesting because, as the you know, the market has gone to SUVs in the last ten years, but SUVs are generally, you know, twenty five hundred, three thousand dollars more 
on average uh, than a sedan. So, yeah, it's nice nice to still have sedans uh, in the market like the Hyundai Sonata uh, that you wound up buying. And, and so how where, where did you have to go to find that Hyundai Sonata? I ended up being a dealership in Ohio. The name uh, escapes me right now. But um, most of the ones I liked were in Ohio or Indiana and Illinois. And I ended up with the one that I got the – Okie doke from the mobile mechanic first, and was willing to deliver. Yeah, and uh, and 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 what? Uh, so when you're searching, what service did you find? Uh, uh, were you using Cars.com, or what? What? Uh, what did you find was the best tool to search uh, multi-state? Um, I use them all: Cars.com, CarGurus the most, and CarFacts.com, and I just stalk them every day with new filters and alerts. And so, no one particular. Um, I've tons, looked on Craigslist, used car listings, Edmonds. I was on them all. And it's time-consuming to do this, but if I was only going to pick one, I would pick CarGurus as my top favorite one, and CarFacts.com because at least you got your facts up there. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I think that's really helpful to, for people to hear. I mean, there's so many choices online today about how to access cars, and uh, with, with your yeah. experience, uh, buying two cars in two years, I think you got you have a pretty good handle on uh, how to do it. Was this uh, yeah. was this the longest it ever took you to find a new car um, uh, in, in oh, your years yeah. of shopping? Yeah. Oh, definitely. We didn't touch on that. Yeah, I started looking at the end of July for the Jeep, and I ended up with the Jeep in my possession the 1st of September. So it was yeah. a month and maybe a week. And picky, of course, I was, you know, being specific about what I wanted. So maybe it might be a little bit easier for someone who's a little more broad. Yeah, but I'm, I'm finding that both uh, used used car buyers in your case and new car buyers, you really got to expect you might be wait, you might be in the market for four, five, six months before you find exactly what you want. Well, Senator Ross, I uh, really appreciate your uh, joining us today, and I'm I'm glad you got the the uh, cars you want. Thank you. I'm very pleased as well. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a great weekend. Okay. You too. Bye bye. All right, we're going to take a break here on Car Radio. Hear from our sponsors, and on the other side of the break, we'll be talking to Eric Peters out in Virginia. You're on 910 AM WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesday, Chicago Fire. Wednesday's Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. 
Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. 63. My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Mike Z for more information at 248-357-4566. 248-357-4566 or email at mikez at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials. And, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. Riding along in my automobile My baby beside me at the wheel I stole a kiss at the turn of a mile My curiosity running wild and playing the radio with no particular place to go. Right All right, welcome back into our radio. We're on 910 AM, the Superstation. And uh, we're going to go across the country to Virginia now, talk to a good friend of the program, Eric Peters, who's joining us. Eric, how are you? I'm good, Henry. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, great to... Uh, have you on the program, and uh, uh, I encourage folks to go to ericpetersautos.com, a really excellent uh, website. Uh, Eric is uh, not just a, a reviewer of product, but also a uh, also a deep thinker and, and has a really good grasp of the uh, uh, larger uh, policy and market issues involved in autos. Uh, really, really uh, good reads over there at ericpetersautos.com. And, and Eric, it, it's uh, it's such a strange time in this uh, industry. Um, and I and I I drive a lot. And I know you do too. And I find 
that uh, Washington, D.C., which is in your backyard there in Virginia, is determined to uh, transform the U.S. auto industry into EVs. And then I talked to folks on the road, people who are buying cars, like Sinashua Ross I was just talking to up in Pontiac, Michigan. They have no idea that <laughs> that the government is trying to force them into EVs. I mean, EVs are just not on their radar. Um, how, how does this? How do? How do these? Uh, how did? How, how do? How do you? How does Washington put this square peg into a round hole? Well, as is usual when it comes to Washington, by a force. Uh, you know, that's what we're talking about here. This isn't a natural market development, as was the case 120-something years ago uh, when the Model T began to supplant the horse and buggy because it was a superior product. You know, I get accused often of being anti-electric car, and I'm not. I'm just anti-forcing everybody into an electric car, particularly since, at least as things stand right now, most people cannot afford an electric car, and that's a huge deal. You know, ultimately, if people can't afford a vehicle, there's no point in building the thing. You know, you can only sell, sell so many Lexus, Mercedes, and BMW models, and most of the electric cars fall into that price category. You're talking about an increase of 30 to 50%, all else being equal, to get into an electric car. And that leaves aside some of the functional problems with them. So, you know, it's just a big fiasco. Yeah, and it's, uh, and it's affecting auto companies. And I, I kind of wonder at what point it's become apparent to people that uh, this public policy is affecting uh, their purchase power. But, you know, it, it may be where the rubber hits the road, maybe a Dodge owner right now, for example, who has religiously bought Dodge Chargers for the last couple of decades will walk into their uh, dealership here in 2024 and say, okay, my three-year lease is up. I want a new Dodge Charger uh, V8 or V6. And, the dealer's going to say, sorry, we don't have those anymore. <laughs> nice. I think that uh, is where the rubber's going to hit the road. You know, a lot of people don't appreciate that there already has been a significant winnowing going on in that a lot of the manufacturers have ceased investing money in new internal combustion engines and non-electric car platforms. So uh, the, the customer uh, out there is looking at fewer and fewer choices, and that's really going to be manifest, I think, over the course of the next five years as this ongoing push to force electric cars onto the market by 2035 progresses. Yeah, and we're, and we're, and we're seeing it already in the uh, vehicle prices. Uh, the, average, the average price of a new vehicle is going up $10,000, almost $50,000 now to buy a new yeah. car. has gone up in the last couple of years. Used cars are also off the charts. So, um, you, you think that's how people are going to experience it? They're just going to be paying more more for fewer cars that they want? Well, I don't think they're going to be able. You know, at some point, you can't extend a car loan out beyond, say, 9, 10 years, and that's what they've been doing to try to shove this thing under the rug by extending payment plans out from what used to be traditional as recently as, you know, the 80s. I know it's, okay, that's 40 years ago, but loans used to be three to five years, and now they're typically much longer than that. And in order to get people into a, into a position where they can afford a $50,000 vehicle, they have to push it out farther and farther. But cars depreciate, and you reach this, this point at which you owe more on the car than the car's worth. That's what's called being upside down. And a lot of people are going to say, you know, I'm not going to continue to make payments on this, and I'm just going to walk away from it. And it's potentially a financial disaster for the car industry.
Yeah. Well, and then, and so then the other side of this is the uh, are the new cars that are coming in the market that are EVs. So uh, I have in my driveway right now, I have a $110,000 uh, Hummer EV. Uh, last week, I drove a $93,000 Ford F-150 uh, Lightning. Uh, the week before that, uh, I was driving a $170,000 Porsche Taycan EV. All wonderful cars. I, I love EVs. I own a Tesla Model 3 myself, but uh, these are these are low volume, very high priced cars. Uh, are there any affordable EVs in the in, in the market? Not really. You know, Nissan has, I'm sure you know, cut the price of the Leaf uh, down to I think it's twenty seven thousand dollars, and allegedly I think Chevy is going to do the same with the Bolt. Problem is the Bolt is you know micro compact. It's not family viable. It's okay as a little commuter car. But even so, even then, you're still talking about a vehicle that's at least $10,000 more expensive uh, than a comparable uh, economy car, electric, non-electric economy car. And what I find interesting about this whole thing that's developing is that we're seeing sort of a, a complete reversal of what happened at the dawn of the automobile age. As you know, at one time before the Model T, most cars were extremely expensive. They were mostly hand-built, and so they were indulgences for very affluent people. And we're returning to that point. You know, vehicles cost eighty, ninety, a hundred thousand dollars. Average people, even you know, even middle class people, increasingly simply cannot afford that, particularly given the nature of the economy that we're dealing with right now. So I think it's sad that uh, we're going, we're transitioning to use that word that a lot of these electric car pushers use away from a mass market in vehicles and, and giving the average guy the option to get a vehicle and be able to go wherever they want to go. It's something that only the extremely affluent elites can increasingly afford. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a really interesting historical analogy. And you you mentioned uh, the the Chevy Bolt and the uh, Nissan Leaf, which are in, theoretically are affordable cars, and yet these are two vehicles that have been in the market uh, for a long time now. I mean, the, the Nissan Leaf has been in the market for over a decade. Has never been a volume seller. I mean, these are vehicles that sell down in the twenty, thirty thousand dollar range. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, you don't find a volume EV vehicle until you're in the luxury segment with the Tesla Model uh, Y selling, you know, uh, one hundred and fifty thousand units a year. I mean, there really isn't any volume EVs, even though it's been in the market for they've been in the market for over a decade. Yeah, it's a rock and a hard place kind of a situation. You know, you and I have been following this stuff since the 90s, and we've heard about how batteries are going to get less expensive, and that, that will result in EVs being less expensive. But it hasn't happened. And I think one of the reasons for that is that there is this uh, there's this idea that electric cars have to be exactly competitive with IC cars rather than an alternative to them. And what that means is that they have to be you know, so capable of being highway cars. If you were to take that off the table and focus on making an electric car a commuter car that uh, you know that people use to get to work and back, little runabout, uh, and you didn't have to worry about a range of more than say 100 miles, and you didn't have to worry about being able to drive 75, 80 miles an hour for 300 miles, if you could do that, then you could probably build an EV and sell it to people for around 12,000 bucks or so. And at that point, it is an, a better alternative for a lot of people, and I think that would be a good way to go. But heretic that I am, that's a free market solution, and apparently we're not allowed to let the free market operate. <laughs> yeah, and, and when you talk to EV owners uh, these days, uh, uh, my my family's a good example. Uh, they, the EV tends to get used locally, 
and then you got a gas car uh, in the in the garage for long trips. But that again, that that's an affluent customer. That is that is uh, that is not the, the vast majority of the market who wants to use uh, who needs their car uh, like a Swiss Army knife. They need it for everything. Sure, and that's what most people do. And I think that's why most people buy crossovers. You know, crossovers are the Swiss Army knife of vehicle. Uh, they can do things that a car can't do. Uh, they give you the versatility and utility of having a pickup, let's say, but it's also something that's easy to drive. That's why that's popular. Uh, so, you know, I'm all in favor of having more choices rather than fewer. And I think if we have these choices, uh, the whole market would sort itself out and people would be able to pick what works for them and not be forced into what doesn't work for them. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's an interesting uh, interesting time, interesting uh, uh, quandary, and of course we're coming out of uh, COVID, and uh, you know the the market's a little sideways because of uh, of supplies and inventory and whatnot. But uh, I wonder if if the, the 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 days of the 17 million new car a year sales are behind us. I mean that now, as you say, as uh, as model choices get get fewer, and uh, because automakers uh, have to make more high-priced EVs in order to make a margin, I wonder if we're settling into a new uh, era where uh, 12, 14,000 uh, in annual sales is going to be a good year. Eric, uh, hang on uh, there. We're going to take a break and hear from our advertisers. And on the other side, we're going to keep talking about uh, EV regulations with Eric Peters. You're on Car Radio. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need The Word Network. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. Not to the M Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500. But they must air with a 30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Mike Z at 248-357-4566, 248-357-4566, or email at M-I-K-E-Z at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. 
Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside of Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. 910, the Super Station, the oldest radio station in town since 1922. Back into Car Radio. I'm Henry Payne with the Detroit News, and I am talking with Eric Peters on the line from EricPetersAutos.com. And uh, Eric, he had a wonderful column uh, recently about um, uh, President Joe Biden, who came out here to Detroit uh, to the Detroit Auto Show, and uh, ostensibly to talk about all the electric vehicles on display. And he could not take his eyes off the Corvette C8 which is a mid-engine, gas-powered, uh, eighth-generation Corvette, much like the, um, much like the, uh, the Corvette uh, 1965 Stingray, I think, that he has in his own garage. So even the president yeah. seemed, doesn't seem to quite be on board this EV revolution. Yeah, you know, boy, he needs some help with PR, doesn't he? Uh, he <laughs> tweeted a week or so ago from, uh, the driver's seat of his classic carbureted, non-emissions-controlled, zero-airbag-equipped classic 67 Corvette uh, that we should all come along for the ride to electrification. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's you know, there, there, there's definitely an issue with uh, optics in Washington, uh, and it's a serial thing with this president. And it also shows, in my opinion, this, this sort of elitist uh, attitude that people like him can have a Corvette. Uh, with a gas engine, but you and I, you know, the lowing masses, uh, we're supposed to reduce our carbon f- footprint, uh, take the bus, ride a bike, or walk. Yeah, so it's a real disconnect, and uh, and even the president of the United States uh, appears to be disconnected and about what he's uh, mandating for folks. Uh, the, uh, the, the other thing I, I find fascinating, and uh, I was on the road, uh, I'm on the road quite a bit, was on the road up uh, north last weekend with a pickup truck, and I, I went into a trailer park. Uh, trailer parks are uh, heavily uh, dominated by heavy-duty trucks uh, towing around campers that are coming up here uh, to Michigan from other places in the Midwest, or these are people living in trailer parks, and then they're about then they'll tow down to Florida uh, for the winter, and they'll live in. Uh, Florida uh, in, in uh, uh, trailer communities for the winter. And I went through this trailer park and talked to a couple people and said, um, 
if you consider an electric pickup truck. And they looked at me like I was crazy. I mean, it's not, it's just not even on their radar screen. Well, and for, for the obvious reason, I think it was Doug DeMauro who did a devastating review of the Lightning pickup that you had recently. He hooked a relatively light trailer to it. I think it was 6,000 pounds, which is nothing for a half-ton truck, uh, let alone a, a three-quarter ton truck. And the range plummeted to something like 80 miles. You know, and if you're pulling a trailer, if you're, if you're a contractor, if you're using the vehicle for work, that's not acceptable. That's just not going to work, period. Uh, and people who are in the know about these sorts of things uh, are simply not going to have anything to do with these electric trucks. So I think right now the market for vehicles like the Lightning and the Rivian, uh, you know, affluent city people are buying them, and they're people who don't really use them for work. Uh, they don't use them for pulling trailers, certainly. I don't think that fits their demographic. But, again, to get back to where we were before, there are a limited number of people uh, who are in the in that bracket of folks who can afford to spend 70, 80, 100,000 plus on essentially a toy, and that's what we're talking about because it doesn't work when you have a truck that will only go 80 or 100 miles uh, when it's trying to pull a modestly heavy trailer. Yeah, yeah, much less uh, trying to to, uh, to tow your home, a camper uh, uh, down to Florida. So that begs the question, Eric. You go back to 1974 when this uh, uh, federal regulation, uh, federal intervention in um, and vehicle powertrains really uh, got started. And heavy-duty trucks were exempted, and they have, they're exempted to this day from uh, fuel economy uh, laws. I, 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 I wonder if we're going to see a similar uh, segregation in the market, that uh, reality will set in, and there'll, there'll be a lot of vehicles that are not going to be, that are going to, the, the, the lobbyists or whatever, they're going to be able to carve out exceptions uh, for the gas cars that people really want. Yeah, I think something that's indicative of that, you may have uh, followed the announcement, I think it was a week, just a week or so ago, about Ford's new powertrain options for their, their 2,500 trucks, and they're going with bigger V8s. <laughs> you know, it's a complete reversal of the trend to downsizing the engine to the, on the road to eliminating them in favor of electric motors. And the 2,500s, Bigger V8s with more capability because that's what people want. So I won't be surprised to see sales of these big three-quarter ton trucks zooming. And I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing SUV-S conversions of the 2,500 trucks just as happened back in the day when the CAFE regulations downsized cars and the end run was found by taking half-ton trucks uh, and closing the bed, putting some carpet down, putting some seats in, and voila, you got an SUV. Yeah, that could be uh, that could be the future. It'll be be interesting to watch. And uh, as always, we'll be talking to Eric Peters about it to uh, to uh, get the latest skinny. Eric, thanks for uh, joining us, and have a great weekend. Ditto, Henry. Thanks for having me on again. All right. So for our final uh, couple segments today, uh, we're going to go into our best of car radio archives. And uh, and talk with uh, Scott McLaughlin. I was down at the Detroit Auto Show a few weeks back, um, and uh, and McLaughlin, uh, who is a superstar in New Zealand, uh, uh, in the uh, in the uh, uh, in the uh, sedan series over there, has come to the United States and really done tremendous work uh, here in the United States uh, with Team Penske and IndyCar, and he's a fascinating. Uh, gentleman to talk to, uh, very engaging, and uh, I sat down with him at the Detroit Auto Show to talk about IndyCar as well 
as what he likes in the new car market. All right, this is Henry Payne with 910 AM, the Superstation, down at the Detroit Auto Show during uh, Public Week. Uh, great place to be. Come on down, check out the show. Got all, all the latest stuff from the uh, the Big Three. And uh, speaking of the Big Three, we got Scott McLaughlin re- with us, uh, who's with the Chevy Penske team. Scott, how are you? Good. How are you? Great to uh, have you down here. Putting a little international into the North American International Auto Show. We don't have a lot of international uh, automakers here with the show this year, but uh, you're here all the way from uh, Hamilton, New Zealand, yeah. checking out the Detroit show uh, for the first time. What, what do you think? Oh, it's, it's incredible. I mean, I've been used to some stuff over down under, you know, with the auto shows back down there, which are similar size, but, you know, this is this is big. Obviously, you've seen the new EV technology from Chevy and, and um, all the brands for that matter it's pretty impressive you can see where the world's going in the next few years which is important and uh you know to see this firsthand is, is great but um yeah i don't spend enough time here in detroit you know it's roger penske's hometown obviously but uh, yeah I'm, I'm not i'm not here enough yeah. well we look forward to seeing uh, more of you next year as the grand prix comes downtown and that, that's why you're here to promote uh next year's detroit grand prix we're at the detroit uh, grand prix stand here uh, out in the lobby of the uh, of huntington place uh, down down here and you've got uh, you've, you've taken a lap around the track uh, your first impressions are good yeah look i think it's on paper you look at it and it's like oh that's it's a little boring but then you get out on track and you see like you know how wide it is you see you know the character and the, and 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 the, the the monuments that we go past the renaissance center and, and stuff like that it's going to be a really cool race i think it's going to be a very unique race i think uh it's going to have a lot of buzz about it you know 55 percent of the, the track is free for people so i think it's not only going to be great for indycar but i think it's gonna be great for detroit um so like, i'm really really excited to be a part of it and you know having chevy be a part of it and supporting it you know obviously in the motor city it's, it's a big deal so it, but we love we love belle isle we did and it was a lot of fun but at the same time it was time to move on and, and i think this is a great place to do it downtown to detroit it's going to create a lot of buzz and i'm excited to be a part of it yeah it's different it's fresh uh, i mean coming from the uh from the aussie supercar series i, I assume you guys were doing street courses yeah. uh, does it uh, remind you of anything back home uh, it's hard to say there's a place called Homebush. Uh, it, it, we used to go around the uh, Olympic Stadium in Sydney. Um, that, they're very similar, very like you know, sort of 90 degree sort of hairpin turns. Um, you know, lots of passing opportunities, a little bit of gradient as well. That, that you know, you sort of went up and down a little bit. Um, you know, undulation. So it's it's uh, it's got a lot of character, and I think that's exactly what we need on a street circuit, and especially in the IndyCar series. It's going to be there's some sparks flying, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm, uh, and I'm always intrigued too, just about uh, the nexus here, not only between the Grand Prix in the Detroit Auto Show, but but the manufacturers. I mean, you're, you're racing an IndyCar uh, tremendous uh, series. I, I think the best open wheel racing in the world. Uh, but 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 you're also representing uh, Roger Penske, who's a local local corporation here. You're representing uh, Chevrolet. You have Chevrolet engines behind you, competing against uh, Honda. Uh, what do you think about that part of your job as being a brand representative? Yeah, look, I think the last few years of my job in Australia, you know, I represented a manufacturer there, and then coming here to be a Chevy driver. It was, um, you know, it's been a, it's been an awesome, uh, you know, introduction into, you know, what is probably Chevy's one of, the, like you said, the big three. You know, it's part of the, part of that whole thing. So seeing that firsthand and and being a part of that family is pretty cool. And seeing what, you know, what resources they put behind being fast on the racetrack, but not only being fast, but learning what they need to do for their road cars is pretty important. Also, awesome to see firsthand. Um, Roger asks a lot of us. You know, we promote the sport, we promote his brands, we promote, you know, his town. Um, 
Um, and and but that's that's part of being a Penske driver. I wouldn't want to drive for anyone else. So he's a he's a he's a top notch guy and and someone that's um you know, for what he's achieved in, in sport and uh, and business. He's very down to earth and and just a really nice guy. Yeah, I mean he's very much a part of this town. Uh, very humble man. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah you, you, he's got a Midwest qualities to him. I mean, you, you've spent a lot of time uh, in the Midwest. Uh, are you living in Indianapolis? Uh, I'm living in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. But um, we are sort of thinking about moving to Indianapolis. Just for it, a lot of our races are around there. Um, I can, you know, I mean, if I want to, I can drive to Detroit quite easily. I can drive to St. Louis. I can drive to one of our races in Alabama. Um, you know, it, it's a bit of a central point for us. Um, so there's there's a bit of consideration there for me and my wife. But the only thing that I struggle with is actually the cold. <laughs> so it's a little bit colder in Indianapolis, like kind of like Detroit. Uh, not maybe not like Detroit, but it, it's uh, you know something that I'm not used to. So that, that that takes a little bit to get used to. That's why a lot of people are moving to North Carolina in this country, not, not just you. Um, so uh, you know we're we're at this show, first Detroit show. You, you mentioned that uh, Melbourne's got a big show in Australia. Uh, compare the U.S. auto culture to the Australian auto. W A D L gets a facelift and is now my 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesdays, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. My 38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My 38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Mike Z for more information at 248-357-4566. 248-357-4566. Or email at mikez at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials. And, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made 
such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. We're at this show, first Detroit show. You, you mentioned that uh, Melbourne's got a big show in Australia. Uh, compare the U.S. auto culture to the Australian auto culture. I mean, both both fanatical about auto racing, but uh, how are they similar? How are they different? Oh, look, I think Australia's taken a little bit more of a back seat the last few years because they have ceased a lot of their operations there. Um, so they're importing a lot of the cars now instead of manufacturing them. Um, so a lot of their plants have closed down. So the, the, the ultimate automotive land landscape has changed a bit. It's still very popular. It's still um, a big deal, but there's a lot more imports coming in now where you have your Mustangs or you have your Silverados, you have your Camaros, you know, Corvettes, whatever. Um, you know, they're something that wasn't available before uh, because we had our Holdens. I don't know if you know the Holden and Ford, and you know, but they all were basically specific cars for the Australian market. Yeah, you had Ford Falcon over there, you had the Holden, Holden Commodore. Yeah, exactly. And so now that they're not built, we're getting a lot of the, you know, the, the American type stuff now rolling into the uh, into the market, which you know, I think it's good for continuity and, and good for, you know, the, the country and down under moving forward just to, you know, get up with the times and move with the world and, you know, get to cars that are available all over the world now instead of just being stuck in their own little bubble. But, um, yeah, it's 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 a different, definitely a different landscape. It's cool to be in the Motor City. Like, uh, like this is obviously the birthplace of many things. And, uh, you know, to be here and, and to be representing Chevy is pretty cool. Yeah. Growing up, were you a V8 guy? I mean, uh, you know, America... Uh, you know, you know, you go to you go to Europe. There aren't a lot of V8s there, but I go to Australia, and uh, there, there's a, there's a V8 vibe there, just like there is in the United States. Because, like you say, the the Detroit Three have been in yeah. Australia for a long time. Yeah. Did you when you were growing up, growing up as a as a kid? Yeah. Did you crave V8s? Oh yeah. I mean, uh, it's hard not to because over there the sport is the national sport for motor racing is the V8 supercars. So and that's what I raced in down there, and um, so I grew up idolizing just V8 supercars and being a V8 and my dad had V8 and, and my mum had a V8 like everyone did so it's definitely like the landscape's changing as the world is but uh, you know my heart's always with like, the V8 or, uh, um, and, and the old you know the old Holden Commodores or the HSV which is the Holden Special Vehicles which is their, their top of the line brand which is which is an awesome awesome piece of machinery those cars yeah. the, uh, we were hanging out on the auto show going through the Chevy display uh, yeah, a lot of, lot of muscle there both electric and uh, uh, and internal combustion. Uh, we stopped by the uh, Chevrolet Corvette yeah. Z06 exhibit. Um, that's a car I think that you can win next year if you win the Indy 500. That's right. You know, every year someone wins the Indy 500, they get the the Chevy Pace car, the Z06, and uh, yeah, or the Z, yeah, whatever. And it's uh, it's um, yeah, very something that I'd want to put my hands on. Uh, apparently, it doesn't come with the lights and stuff, but you can get them retrofitted. I'll be doing that if I win it, because I want to have the lights and everything go around town and yeah have the sirens and everything going <laughs> and, I, and i think later today you get your first you get to drive it for the yeah. first time you guys are going out to milford uh, uh preparing for the charity event here uh next year and i and i think you're you're going to be uh one of the one of the auction items yeah i'm, I'm taking uh uh multimatics actually bought this through the the grand premiere um so obviously going to a really good cause and you know it was awesome to you know be able to come here and do that and to drive a 2023 you know z06 is pretty awesome um, 
so yeah, might, might get a little taste of what maybe I might own one day. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a great afternoon. That's, a, that's an awesome track out there at Milford, a uh, great place to uh, test the Z06 for the first time. So, um, uh, Scott, you, you, you had a tremendous year this year, uh, breakthrough year, but uh, you're Rookie of the Year last year, coming over here to the United States for the first time. Uh, that had to be a, a big adjustment for you coming from uh, GT cars, going to, to uh, uh, Formula Cars. But my kids and I watched you on Twitch before you ever, you know, during the COVID season, we watched you. You were so good on Twitch. Uh, did, did, did you find that that uh, helped expand your your uh, your fan base coming into the US? Yeah, it was interesting. You know, I did the IndyCar Challenge and uh, and and yeah, broadcasted on Twitch. That's what we did. And I can I don't I don't stream anymore, but it was a good way, yeah, for for Americans to sort of understand who I was and get to know me i mean a lot more people sort of know who i am now after winning here but like certainly just to get an introduction to people you know know who my personality is and stuff was it was a big thing um but like moving to america you know i probably picked the worst time to do that like it was just like the covid and um i mean there was elections going on there was stuff going on everywhere um you know but i'm so happy i'm here you know it, this is the big leagues for me and and i've always wanted to be here ever since i was a kid you know i've just grown up idolizing america and wanted to be a supercar driver first, and I did what I wanted to achieve there. I won a championship, and I won, you know, won the Bathurst 1000, which is our Indianapolis 500, for instance. And then, you know, the opportunity to come here to drive for Roger Penske is pretty, pretty awesome, especially in his IndyCar team, you know. And and uh, yeah, to be a part of this, to race in all different cities, Detroit, you know, we go to Toronto, we go, you know, everywhere. It's pretty awesome, and um, yeah, it's definitely a dream come true. Yeah. Yeah, there's you know we're talking about the the V8s and the, the sort of the Detroit connection between. Uh, the United States and Australia, there, there does seem to be an attraction here. We, Scott Dixon, obviously, uh, enormously successful in this market as a New Zealander. You're following in his uh, in, uh, footsteps. Uh, a lot of times, uh, American drivers, you hear them talking about going to Europe, or going to F1 in, in Australia, New Zealand. Is there a lot as, as much talk about coming to North America as there is about Europe? Look, I think it's it's split pretty well um, about people wanting to go to F1 or something. But I definitely think. The last few years, seeing the 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 you know how intense and and good the competition is in the IndyCar, um, yeah, I think that's that's what's you know excited everyone down under. And I think there's a lot of Kiwi drivers, a lot of Aussie drivers that are now switching their focus if they want to go to open wheelers or be in America, switching to IndyCar. Um, you know, I think it's 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 such a great format of racing. I think the country itself is awesome. You know, it's it's really cool to be here. It's not too much different to Australia, New Zealand. You know, America is very similar the culture wise. And you know, it's a big shift going to Europe. You know, I went to Europe for Christmas last year, and it was just—it was—it's a different world there, you know. And um, you know, being here in America, I, even my wife said when she moved to Australia, she really felt like it was very similar to Australia, to, to America. It was easy to fit in, and and I found the same way going going back the other way. Yeah. Well, it's great having you here. Congratulations on a great season, and uh, look forward to seeing you here at the Grand Prix next year. Yeah, absolutely, can't wait. So, thank you. Challenge your authority. They'll try to break your will. They'll push you to the edge of your sanity. 
because that's what kids do. But this car is your territory, not theirs. Defend it. Who makes the payments? Who cleans it? Who drives it? You do. That's who. And in here, your word is law. So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up, you won't budge an inch. Until you hear that click. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need The Word Network. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. AM Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500. But they must air with a 30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Mike Z at 248-357-4566, 248-357-4566, or email at M-I-K-E-Z at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food?